This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Oh, buddy, I am full. Thanksgiving was a complete success. Are you, uh, are you full? Did, did, did dinner serve you well? Well, I'm sure it will, uh, because Candice LeRae is a world-class chef. Uh, that was her uh, shoot job before her wrestling career took off. So uh, dinner is always fantastic at the at the Dawson household uh, for the Thanksgiving festivities. I get to spend a few days with my nephew, so that's always great. And uh, it was cute that you talked about it in past tense, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was I was I was trying to make this seem legit, but you know, you just pull the curtain back for the audience at home, breaking cave fave galore. Uh, yeah. It's fu- it's yeah. fine though. We can let the we can let them in the, on the secret. We can let them uh, know how the sausage is made. Because I'm definitely yeah. not recording this during Thanksgiving week. Although we probably should. Yeah. Hey, we absolutely should. But I will be traveling. I have a couple 13 hour drives in my future, plus my annual fishing trip uh, and all the Thanksgiving Day festivities. So it would be very tough to find some time to sit down and do this plus then i'd have to take all my equipment with me and all that stuff and uh i already have a pretty full packed car with five humans and all the luggage not to mention the gigantic amount of food that my dad is making me take from california because he can't buy it in idaho so i've got all i've got barbecue sauce hot sauce i've got uh a case of wiener schnitzel chili because they don't have wiener schnitzel up there. <laughs> so I'm taking a case of Wienerschnitzel canned chili to Idaho with me. So he'll so. manage he'll but he'll manage he'll be able to manage to find potatoes out there, right? <laughs> yes. Potatoes are never a problem plus in that area up there there's this wonderful wonderful farm that makes some of the best and most tasty meats I've ever had. And so the uh Thanksgiving festivities where we have just a giant ham from, you know, pretty much almost from farm to table. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, I'm really thrilled about all of this. And of course, I get to spend some time with the uh, the family, the siblings and my little nephew. So, yes, it's awesome. You know, my, my wife is uh, my wife is famous for her cooking uh, so much so that we've completely broken all tradition in this family. And the second the the first year she decided to cook Thanksgiving dinner for everyone. My dad uh, conveniently retired, and uh, <laughs> we'll never absolutely we'll never cook Thanksgiving again as long as my wife draws breath or I manage to provide all the cheat codes life has thrown at me and keep her during <laughs> during my whole life. Uh, yes, which uh, I'm I'm gonna go for the ladder on that one. You know, much like much like the wrestler in me, got to go for the ladder. 
But uh, you know, in an effort, <laughs> in an effort to have a great transition to why we're here today, Cole, because today we get to take it up with creative, and what better subject this month than the gobbledygooker, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. <laughs> That is right. Oh, my gosh. As our bellies are full of turkey, our brains are filled with creativity. And, uh, boy, Cole, you know, we've taken up a creative has been, like, one of the funnest things to do on our show. And But we always kind of focus on the talents that maybe didn't really get a fair shake, but were uber talented and should have got a fair shake. This time, and this might be the first of many, where we're going to take already not-so-great ideas... And see what we can do better to, uh, you know, make it work. Because I think that's where we need to put our money where our mouth is. I mean, obviously, we took Dwight the Clown and we had him cream pie a mortician. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So imagine what we can do with an entire stuffed turkey at our disposal. Yes. I'm excited about Gobbledy Gooker. We get to talk about a Guerrero, which is always a good day. Eh. And, uh, you know... um, I don't think that's going to come up in any of our storylines, no. but let's just acknowledge that the gobbledygooker was Hector Guerrero. So at least we have a fantastic worker to uh, at our disposal here. So um, it's not that far-fetched to think that Hector Guerrero could have gotten over even with this gobbledygooker mess if something interesting would have been put in front of him. So Oh, this um, was interesting. Well, I don't know how interesting it was, but uh, are you <laughs> you are you ready for oh, the recap? Oh, I would of the, love the storied career of the gobbledygooker. I would love a recap of the gobbledygooker. What did I miss? All right, in the weeks leading up to the 1990 Survivor Series, a mysterious egg appeared. Uh everyone speculated, "Who's in the egg? What's in the egg?" Well, could it be the cock of the walk, the red rooster returning? Maybe. It's a new friend for Coco Beware. Could it be Ric Flair, the hottest free agent in professional wrestling? Or could it be the Undertaker who had just signed a contract with WWF and was set to debut at this same Survivor Series? It could have been The Undertaker, guys. It could have been The Undertaker. <laughs> you know, I, I I can't stop thinking of the possibility that it could have been Flair. But then, you know, yes. he usually comes into eggs instead of out of them. <laughs> uh, but no, it was none of these people. In the early, 19, in early 1990, Vince McMahon was enamored with the San Diego chicken. They wanted their own cock to choke. So, Dusty Rose, baby suggested Hector Guerrero would make a great mascot. WC, the, the WWF wanted to create their own mascot in turkey form and knew that Survivor Series would be the great pl- a great place to debut their new turkey mascot. So on that fateful day, mean Gene Okerlund stepped out onto the stage next to an egg, speculating, I don't know what's in the egg. It could be a dinosaur. Or maybe it's a Playboy Playmate. Because it's Mean Gene. And just at that moment, the egg begins to move. It starts to crack. And out came a turkey. Mean Gene tried to ask him what the meaning of this was and who he was. And all he could get out was, Gobbity Gooker! Gobbity Gooker! 
And he says, okay, the gobbledygooker it is. And then the gobbledygooker's next appearance was WrestleMania 17 in the Gimmick Battle Royal. So that's it. That's his career. That's the gobbledygooker's run in the WWF, ladies and gentlemen. Missed so opportunity. I don't know how, can we, how we can improve upon that. but <laughs> I mean, you know. We, we just, can't do worse. <laughs> all we can do is just book him in a match. Boom, let's go home. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, the fake Luchador Ninja Turtles got more TV time than the Gobbledygooker. Accurate. <laughs> Very much accurate. Boy. Well, so what happened was uh, Hector did go out on the road. The Gobbledygooker was doing house shows. Um, but it was incredibly difficult to see with this stupid head on. And at one point he tripped in the ring. Uh, trying to do a handspring or whatnot, and ate total shit, and then the gobbledygooker just disappeared. And that was it. It never made TV. It wasn't, uh, you know. <sighs> so. What could have been? We'll find out today! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you alluded to that how fun this episode was going to be, and I already knew how fun this episode was going to be, but when Ron comes up with out-of-the-box or out-of-the-egg ideas... Cole gets a little nervous and gets worried about this. The episodes being about fifteen minutes long, but since you are, so, oh no, oh yeah, no, not today, not today. There's <laughs> lots, there's lots of meat on the bone this episode, yes. and boy, boy, I can't wait to flap our beaks about this one. So, please, please, oh god, spit some creativity at me so I can gobble it all up. So let me just give you an idea. <clears throat> In 1990, we had Hulk Hogan, a babyface Nikolai Volkov, of all things, the Bushwhackers, Ultimate Warrior, Tito Santana, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the big boss man Jake the Snake, Jimmy Snuka, the Rockers, Dusty Rhodes, Coco Beware, the Hart Foundation, the Legion of Doom, the Texas Tornado, Shane Douglas, the Nasty Boys, Ricky Steamboat, all on the babyface side. And then we had Ted DiBiase, Rick Martel, The Warlord, Hercules, Paul Roma, Virgil, still with Ted DiBiase in 1990. So the Turncoat and Sergeant Slaughter with Boris Zukov. We had the Orient Express, Earthquake, Dino Bravo, Haku, Barbarian, The Undertaker debuted at this same Survivor Series, The Honky Tonkman, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Mr. Perfect, The Demolition, The Mountie, and Macho Man Randy Savage. So, are you going to let me kick this one off? Certainly good company. You know, I am excited. I, I, I would like for you to kick this one off. All right. So, after the big debut, and as we all know, if you come out of a box, you're over. So, we're just going to go with that. If you come out of an egg, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. So, we're going to start right off for the first six, eight weeks. We're going to... Make sure we feature how athletic uh, and technically sound that this gobbledygooker is. And he's going to be in there with the <laughs> likes of the Brooklyn Brawler and Paul Roma and maybe even the Mountie. Like his first little feud with somebody who's got a little bit of name recognition. And out of nowhere, we're going to have a returning Kamala because Kamala returned because he's quite a hungry man. And he very much wants to fill his belly with some turkeys. So he starts chasing around the gobbledygooker. But the gobbledygooker is fast. He's slick. He's athletic. He's able to slip the clutches 
of one giant Kamala. This Ugandan giant wants a giant turkey feast, but he's going to have to work for it. And so this continues on all the way till the Royal Rumble, where we're finally going to get the matchup Kamala versus the Gobbledygooker at the Royal Rumble, ladies and gentlemen. And so this match is great. It goes off, uh, but using his brains, his athleticism, his technical prowess, the gobbledygooker is going to slip one over on Kamala and get the uh, the roll-up victory one, two, three, and Kamala is going to attack him after the match and leave him laying. But the bushwhackers come to the save as Kamala gets the spear from the outside because the bushwhackers, they like the little guy. They think he's delightful. And so the bushwhackers befriend the gobbledygooker. And these promos are magnificent. Mean Gene's back there. Whoa! Hey! Great promos. Great yeah. promos. So Kamala is going to recruit some help. Because there's a couple of other guys that would like a big giant turkey feast. Haku and Barbarian. Oh, yes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We know how much the Tongans and Samoans like to have their their food at Thanksgiving time. We've had wonderful wrestling segments of that. Just, you know, the wild Samoans and these guys just eating everywhere all the time. So they're going to come to the aid of Giant Kamala. And these guys are going to continue feuding. They're fighting a bunch of crazy, wild, silly brawls all around the outside. All the way up till WrestleMania, where we're going to get a six-man tag at WrestleMania. Uh. The Gobbledygooker and the Bushwhackers. Versus Kamala, Barbarian, and Haku. Oh, and these are some great vignettes there talking about, you know, just the vignettes of of, of Barb and Kamala eating chickens and, and do, doing all this wonderful stuff. It's going to be so much fun. And so this match is just, you know, silly. It is what it is. We know what it's going to be. But again, the gobbledygooker finds a way to outsmart Kamala and come away with the victory. So, they need a little more help. <coughs> so they're going to recruit one convict nails. They need a murderer <laughs> to help them take this bird down so they can have their 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 giant turkey feast. And so, Nails comes out after WrestleMania and just lays out the gobbledygooker, but the bushwhackers come and chase them off, and he's off TV for a little while. But then the gobbledygooker returns, and again, yet again, Nails attacks him. But who comes to his aid but the big boss man? The big boss man makes him walk that line, chases away the convict, and forms a team with the gobbledygooker. A team called Turkey and the Law. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. Oh. So Turkey, Turkey and the Law begin winning matches. Things are going great. All the way up until SummerSlam, where the giant Kamala and Nails are going to take on Turkey and the Law. Oh, my gosh. Do, oh, do, does, oh, Nail, oh. does Nails and Kamala have a name? Uh, you know, I tried to come up with something, but I just, I just, the creativity uh, ended at Turkey and the Law after I laughed at myself for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, Turkey and the Law. <laughs> So, yet again, 
Turkey and the Law. Well, this match actually doesn't have a finish at SummerSlam. We end up in a big schmoz as Haku and Barb come down, and they start attacking. The Bushwhackers join the fray, and we've just got a wild eight-man brawl, and things are just going absolutely haywire and crazy at this point. And in the weeks following this, the big boss man is angled able to vanquish Nails and send him back in prison where he belongs. So, Kamala, Meng, Barbarian, they need to recruit someone else. So they go and find a man who needs to sacrifice a turkey for a voodoo special. And they debut Papa Shango. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, Papa Shango, that's right. He needs to sacrifice this turkey so that he can use his voodoo that he do so well on all the evil people in WWF, <laughs> like the boss man and the bushwhackers. Oh. <laughs> so, so, of course, this few... Go ahead. Ask I was, was going to say, so are we murdering the, the gobbledygooker? Oh, yes. This whole storyline is that we, we need to murder this turkey. <laughs> so we're going to have a, 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 a ritualistic sacrifice of the turkey by Papa Shango so that Kamala can have his dream Thanksgiving feast at Survivor Series. A life-size turkey. Yes. <laughs> Kamala is attacking the gobbledygooker for a whole year, ladies and gentlemen. Leading up to the very first ever, very special Thanksgiving feast, Thanksgiving feast match at Survivor Series. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Surrounding this ring, it's going to be a vat of mashed potatoes and gravy. Another vat of Thanksgiving stuffing. There's going to be pumpkins and cornucopias. Just copious amounts of foods around the ring. But right in right in front of the camera. Next yes. week on Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, the gravy mayhem match. Chris Jericho versus the gobbledygooker. <laughs> but we cannot forget about the most important part. Oh. The two tables stacked right in front of the camera on the ring. Chalk full of cream pies. Oh, Oh, yes. yes, ladies and gentlemen. A whole table of cream pies along with all the other food. The stipulation in this match, of course, is... If Kamala's team wins, they get five minutes alone with the gobbledygooker where no one is allowed to interfere whatsoever so they can perform their sacrifice and complete the Thanksgiving feast. So the match starts. And lo and behold, one by one, the bushwhackers disappear, boss man disappears, and the gobbledygooker is left all alone One on four. It looks like they're finally, finally going to get their sacrifice. The table is set. The table is set. (laughs) But maybe, just maybe, there's one Thanksgiving miracle left in our friend the gobbledygooker. He He runs out of the ring. Mind you, this is a no disqualification match because all the food and everything. And no countouts. So the gobbledygooker uses his athleticism, his escapability. He's running around the ring. Barb's chasing after him. 
head first into the mashed potatoes and gravy vat. And he can't get out, so he is counted out. And he has to leave. Then, Haku gets in the ring. And he's putting the boots to the gobbledygooker there. He's got him in the corner. He's coming in for a big headbutt. And the gobbledygooker quickly grabs a pumpkin and puts it in the way. And Haku headbutts it. But he drops. As the pumpkin explodes, it reveals a brick that the gobbledygooker had hidden inside of the pumpkin. One, two, three. Haku is eliminated. Who's left? <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the match or the audience? So, yeah, yes. So, so Papa Shanga gets angry and he begins chasing after the gobbledygooker. And then once again, he flies from the ring. He's running around. He jumps over, jumps over pumpkins, diving over cornucopias, trying desperately to get away. Only for Papa Shango to slip on the gravy that is spilled out of the mashed potatoes and gravy. No. Face first into the vat of stuffing. And he gets counted out as well. And so all that's left is the giant Kamala who is beside himself. But he lays out the gobbledygooker. He hits the splash on the back. And he tries to cover him. And finally, Kimchi gets his his attention. Yo, you have to roll him over. So Kamala rolls him over, but he was too close to the ropes. So he rolls to the floor. Boss Man and, and the Bushwhackers every turn, they're cheering on Gobbledygooker because they do not want to see this sacrifice happen. Kamala chases after him. And from behind, Boss Man cream buys Kamala from behind. Oh, no. Then the Bushwhackers. Hit him with a double cream pie. Simultaneous cream pies. Triple cream pies. They throw him in the ring. Gobbledygooker hits the moonsault off the top rope. One, two, three. And he does not get sacrificed. And now we have made a gigantic star going into 1992, I think. Oh, my gosh. One question. Does, are the Bushwhackers licking Kamala's face while they cream pie him? <laughs> oh yeah! Yeah! <laughs> enjoying, enjoying their handiwork. Oh man! Whacking. What's that sound? It, cream pie. What's that sound? Is he smacking his own belly? No. <laughs> oh. Just the bushes whacking. Yep. Oh my Bush, gosh! Bushes whack their way to a double cream pie. My goodness, yeah, the gobbledygooker is made. That's stable. I, I'm I'm considering that a stable going on. Uh, oh, from absolutely. Here on, if the bushwhackers and gobbledy. Holy oh, shit, yeah. dude! That is move over bloodline. <laughs> because you know Roman might be the head of the table, but that is a table full of food that they can't finish. Absolutely. Thanksgiving feast match Survivor Series. Boom. My goodness. Triple H, our number is. <laughs> yes. And, you know, Kamala, this is the most over he's ever been. <laughs> yes. A whole year trying to eat that turkey. Never got his turkey. Oh, man. Well, I mean, where do you go from there except here? Uh, this will be my side of the coin. Uh, I cannot wait to share this Uh I've been working on this ever since uh, the idea was birthed or hatched. Um, but, you know, like, to your point, yeah, if you come out of a box, you're over. But if you come out of an egg, you're over easy? 
Uh, <laughs> have you been writing puns for a month? <laughs> that, 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 was, that was good, wasn't it? Oh, that's uh, the, that's the fourth one so far. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. I I'm can't wait. Just gonna let that simmer a little bit because that one was good. Uh, <laughs> okay, over. so oh, over easy, over easy, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, for my run, you know, even if is a even if it is a giant stuffed turkey, I'm still gonna book heat, brother. So he definitely. Yes. He definitely does hatch at, at Survivor Series, and he dances with me and Gene. He goes on his merry way, and we're we're left wondering what the fuck was that? Like we'd never see him again. Then you know, all of a sudden, we got the Red Rooster coming out there, and he's got a match with Coco Beware. A lot of foul going on in this match. A lot of foul. Yes. So the match is going on, and we get like you know just a random like Scott Hall like walking down the stairs in the background and no one knows what the hell is going on and it's the gobbledygooker and everyone's like oh my gosh it's been months it's been months the gobbledygooker's back he's got a he's got a different demeanor he's a little more he's not dancing as much but he gets to the he gets to the ring hops up on the apron and then casually gets off the apron and then walks towards Frankie's perch and breaks its neck Wow! In front of kids and everything, the cameras cut away, and it's like it's like it wasn't supposed to happen. And they cut to commercial quickly. They come back, and then there's just a brawl in the background of like Coco Beware chasing after this stuffed turkey, and he's just like, "You just killed my bird! Like what the hell?" And so we're right, firing on all cylinders. That's how you start a feud: murder somebody's pet. I like that we both went to murder in this storyline. I love it. Absolutely, and you know. <laughs> Red Rooster, you know, he he's he no longer wants to, you know, continue his match with Coco Beware. They know that they got to team up and get after this turkey. Is this even the same gobbledygooker? We don't know. But now, these guys need to form an alliance to go fight this turkey. And one by one, they try, but he just always cheats and wins and beats the shit out of them. And, he, and I guess the intentions are known that he can only be the one animal in this roster. Yeah, the one bird. All the other birds got to go. All the other birds got to go and he's going to and he's going to focus his intent on the next person as we come to WrestleMania 8 and we have a classic match against Undertaker and Jake the Snake Roberts. And the way the finish goes, it's just another victim for the Undertaker, his second one, might I add. But no. Jake is going to get the better of the Undertaker and we think Jake is going to win. But oh, no, no, no. The gobbledygooker comes from underneath the ring and he starts approaching the bag with Damien in it. And this is supposed to be during Jake's heel run. And we're supposed to not give a shit. We're supposed, we're supposed to not care about Jake because he's going after our Undertaker. So, and as... he attacked Savage and we had a Cobra. Yeah. Good times, yes. Good times. Very much good times. But that's all going to fall by the wayside when the gobbledygooker approaches Damien and you think he's going to kill Damien, but he just takes him. He just takes him and steals him. So at WrestleMania 8, we have the gobbledygooker stealing Damien from Jake the Snake, who bolts out of the ring and gets counted out in a match against The Undertaker. My goodness. Where do we go from here? 
I'll tell you. So, Jake the Snake Roberts is on a mission to fight this turkey. And the turkey, gobbledygooker, gladly accepts. You know, he's kind of a mute. He hasn't spoken just yet. And, you know, he finally initiates a challenge to Jake the Snake Roberts at the next pay-per-view. And Jake the Snake Roberts gets on the microphone and goes, Well, it looks like for the first time ever, I'm going to go cold turkey. So... And that leads us to the big blow-off match with Jake the Snake Roberts and the Gobble the Gooker. And they have a big face-off. And like I'm talking about a long face-off. Like, can you imagine a big stuffed turkey just facing off with a serious Jake the Snake Roberts? And the audience just eating it up like it's Hogan and Rock. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. And you could just you could just tell that, that the Gobble the Gooker is just laying into him, cussing him out, really speaking foul language. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, and Jake the Snake Roberts mm-hmm. just taking it in stride and just, you know, he, he's got the, he, he hooks the short arm clothesline, but then as he pulls him in, he counters and just hits him in the face, right right in the face with his beak. Almost, almost pops out his eye. Insanity. And, like, Jake the Snake goes for a punch, but he just wings him. Ah, uh, yes. And then he hooks the DDT, and he goes to spike the turkey and finally finish him off for good. But no, he short arms out and gives him his own a short arm clothesline with a wing. A wing and a prayer. Yes, wing and a prayer. And then proceeds to go up to the top rope and does a triple Lindy splash right on Jake the Snake Roberts. For the three count, he beats Jake the Snake Roberts live on pay-per-view. And then, then, oh my gosh, he's walking up to the microphone for the first time ever. And we're going to hear him speak. And he gets on the microphone... You sit there and you gobble your Bible and you gobble your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Gobble about your Psalms. Gobble about John 316. <laughs> Gooker 316 says I just stuffed your ass. <laughs> so, so now 1992 Jake is magically morphed to 1997 Jake. <laughs> It's been the same, Jake, the whole time. Let's be honest. It's fine. <laughs> so the very next night after that promo <laughs> of promos, we see a bunch of Gooker 316 shirts. And the <laughs> and business has just picked up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the shirts are flying off the shelves. They're flying because they, too, have wings. <laughs> And the audience is just gobbling it all up. Just hand over <laughs> hand over fist, just spending money, <sighs> cash money, and just purchasing all the merch that the Goblet of Gooker puts out. And Goblet of Gooker comes out <sighs> and cuts the promo promos on the next night on Raw. And then of all people, Yokozuna comes out. And he says, you know, watching you this whole time. And this is by the time Yoko's like actually cutting promos and talking, much to our chagrin. He's long past just bonsai. Oh, don't worry. No one expects that the laws of time and physics apply in your, your storyline. Or anything, really. Or anything, really. <laughs> just just, just strap in. We've skipped to, like, 1996. Oh, yeah. And now we're back in 95. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. He started talking in 96, but we, strap no, in. We skipped, we skipped right from, some, from Survivor Series 90 to WrestleMania 92. <laughs> and then to 96. And now we're back to 95. Hey. I love this. 
<laughs> Usually Rod's the one who's like, hey, that didn't happen that year. That was <laughs> It's a stuffed turkey, Cole. He, he's, he's, uh, he's, Bi- he's Bill and Ted. He's Bill and Ted. We're going to call He's going to be my Forrest Gump. Uh, gobbledygooker 316. All right. Gooker. Gooker 316. Yeah. Put that yes, on a shirt. Gooker, gooker. Yes. So Yokozuna comes out oh. and says, you know, after seeing you for weeks, for years, jumping in, jumping all through time and space, apparently. <laughs> There's only one thing that I really have to say to you, and that is, you look delicious. Yes. And so far, and I'm glad we both went here, we have a fat guy chasing down some gook. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there is a there is locker room legendary stories of Yokozuna <sighs> just munching on some turkey ass dipped in mayonnaise. Oh, yes. That's exactly what, we're, what, we, what we are seeing week to week. We keep seeing Yokozuna, like, stalking Gobbledygooker with, the, with a big jar of mayonnaise. Just pointing at him, like, you're fucking oh, yes. next. You're so fucking next. And finally, <laughs> Gobbledygooker gets pissed, and, you know, Jim Cornette and uh, Yokozuna are in the ring cutting a promo talking about, like, you know, eventually, I'm going to dip his ass in this jar and take a bite out of his ass. And then I'm going to hit him with the bonsai drop and just scoop him up for lunch forever. And, oh, you know, yes. and Jim Cornette, he's even a little bit of hungry because this is during his fat time. He's like, God damn, double cheese on that turkey, motherfucker. We're cussing on Raw in my time and space. Uh, That's right. That's right. <laughs> but Gobbledygooker comes out in a gigantic gravy truck and hoses down the entire ring. Oh, man, it's a stone cold ratings booster, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just okay. a stuffed ass turkey just hosing down. Everybody just hitting everybody with that gravy. Just you ever been hosed down with gravy, Cole? Uh, can't say that I have. Exhilarating. So, so can I? So let me get this straight. So Yokozuna is following around a turkey man, trying to put white white liquid all over his butt, and then he sprays him down with brown liquid. Is that where we're at? Yeah. Okay, just checking. It's kind of like the video we made last night, right? <laughs> Proceed. Yeah. <laughs> Two men, one cup. So anyway. Only on our OnlyFans, the hashtag team OnlyFans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we, so obviously this is leading up to a big match between Yoko Zuda and uh, Gravy Truck Driving Gooker. So, you know, what better stipulation between these two? Because Yoko just really wants to eat some gook. He, he just wants to eat. He doesn't want to fight him. He just wants to put him between two pieces of bread and just nosh for days. So, you know, Gobbledygooker says, fine, I'll fight you. But if I win, you have to be my henchman. And you have to go on a diet. But if you win, you can eat my ass. Yes. So, it's literally the stipulation of all stipulation. But all of a sudden, during the match, jumping through time and space again... <laughs> the Nation of Domination comes out and attacks Yokozuna. <laughs> Aligning themselves with the Gobbledygooker. Yes. And so the Gobbledygooker gets on the microphone and he says, Now you will see me as I truly am. A jive turkey. Oh, God. And then he belittles... Yokozuna and makes him go on a diet and then Yoko fails and you know he, he he's got to go to Duke and then we never see Yoko again 
Uh, and, you, and of course, the only reason the gobbledygooker is in the nation of domination now is so he can get on the microphone and says, do you smell what the gobble is gooking? And that becomes a catchphrase of all the catchphrases. And finally, if anyone's going to get pissed of all this villainy that this big stuffed foul mouthed bird is doing. And we don't have to jump much further ahead because dude loves pissed. <laughs> and he wants to bring the gobbledygooker to the good side. He says, look, we can be friends. The dude is vegan. Oh, yes. He doesn't eat meat. He just he's friends with meat. That's not a Sean Stasiak joke. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> this could have gone a lot of ways. This is not what I thought of. <laughs> I don't even think this is what anyone would ever think. <laughs> We've got Dude Love and the APA Yokozuna, Jake, Jake Roberts in his prime, and also Fat oh, and Christian. <laughs> dude, they, 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 I never said the APA. I think you confused the APA with Nation. But I think now. Oh, I'm gonna... that's right, right, right. You're you're right, you're no, right. No, 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 you're yes. on to you're on to something. Oh, okay. little rewrites need to happen. Oh, because oh, Brad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, we'll just we'll, he can turn to the good side, and then the APA can join us. It's fine. There you go. <laughs> so, in an effort to in an effort to put him onto the good side, dude. Love I knew tries... we were talking about Farouk. <laughs> <laughs> Farouk's in it. We're good. It's okay. <laughs> so, dude. Love oh. tries to befriend the turkey and tries to get him to leave the nation. And, you know, Gooker's like, hell no. No way. Puts <laughs> his fist in the air. You know, nation. Yeah. Yep. Turkey yeah. fisting. Turkey fisting galore. So, finally, dude love. He's like, fine, if I can't team with you, then I guess I'm just going to have to beat some sense into you. So, we finally have a match between dude love and the gobble to Gooker with the nation in tow. And, of course, gobble Gooker cheats again and beats dude love but then randomly because you know now we're in the attitude era bro serves all around swerves all around i mean we'll call it serves because you serve a turkey right sure serve bro so the nation randomly betrays the gobbledygooker and beat the shit out of him senseless and then leave him laying and then they leave and by this time Dude Love is so mad that the the food that he supports and doesn't eat because dude's vegan, he gets upset and hurt that that foul-mouthed asshole cheated. So what does he do? He applies the love handle, which is the dude's version of the mandible claw, but to his ass! He is oh, no. stuffing the turkey live on pay-per-view. Oh, no. So much so that it sends Gobbledygooker into a heated depression. And he comes out the next night on Raw with tears with tears running down his face. And he tells the audience, look, lately, it just hasn't been going well for me. And I've, I've lost my beak. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think I'll have to go away for a while. And, uh, Reassess the damage, work some stuffing out, mm-hmm. and uh, come back, uh, come back a better, a better turkey. Mm-hmm. So a couple months go by, and we're watching Nitro. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> they have a 60-second member of the NWO. And it's none other than the Gookity Gobble. <laughs> Trademark rights, you know? They, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> they call them the Thanksgiving turkey or yeah. something. So you have a, a different colored... We just, they're just calling him Gook. Yeah, Gook. <laughs> Gook. And then we see the Gobbledy Gooker, known as the Gookity Gobble, come out wearing an NWO shirt, posing for the camera, two-sweeting all the brothers. And that's where my story ends. <laughs> so, just to recap. Yes. <clears throat> the Gobbledy Gooker. Replace Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and Shawn Michaels, all in this storyline, and then join the NWO. He's Forrest Gump. There you go. He's just in every significant wrestling moment that's ever happened since, like, 1994. Love it. You come out of an egg, you're over. Easy. Yeah. You, co you come out of an egg before the new generation era, and you're you're like the biggest star of the Attitude Era. <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving miracle. <laughs> and part of the Monday Night War is on both sides. Yes. <laughs> to be to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Since he debuted in in nineteen ninety and then his last match was WrestleMania 17, he does have a long career. He did survive the Attitude Era, so. <laughs> yeah, it's just, so basically I should just reorder my stories. I guess. <laughs> Triple H, if you're listening. <laughs> Fuck Logan Paul. Gobbledygook. <laughs> Book that shit. Dude. Ba oh man, bad, <coughs> bad Bunny versus the Turkey, bro. I think. Oh man, dude, and like he could come out and, and like his finisher is like is you know if he hits you three times it's over. It's a bowling reference. Yes, yes. Three strikes. Reference. But you know, I, I I even have like a little you know just you know a story where he retires and he becomes a commentator named Corey Gravy. Oh God. <laughs> His partner is Michael Coleslaw. <laughs> and then Ryback comes out and says, "Feed me more." Yes. Oh, and that that brings Gooker back to the ring. Uh -huh. He has to leave the announce booth to return to take on Ryback. Yeah, and then, you know, finally they, they finally induct Gobbledy into the Hall of Fame because, let's face it, this career is something else, right? Oh, yes. And, it, and it, the biggest, you know, the biggest swerve of them all is, like, you know, this is where he finally unmasks. And, you know, and when he unmasks, it's Hulk Hogan with a bazooka! <laughs> and he blows up the entire Hall of Fame! Kills everybody in the room except for Vince McMahon! And says, look, brother, it's you and your best and worst creation at the same oh. time. Oh, man. Anything else we can stuff into this episode? Um, 
I cannot wait to actually eat Thanksgiving food and tell my entire family that I wrote a story about a turkey. Are you going to, is this going to be table talk for you, Cole? I, I think we most definitely have to. I, I don't think there's any way around it other than pitching that we, we booked an entire, well, in my case, one year run for the gobbledygooker and an entire eight year run for you in the gobbledygooker. I bu- uh, it was magic. Yeah, I booked, <laughs> I booked an entire Avengers saga. Yes. Oh, 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 including the part where he got <clears throat> sodomized by Dude Love, so he joined the NWO. Yeah, yeah. He got <laughs> he got fingered into depression by <laughs> Dude Love. <sighs> Lost his beak and then joined the New World Order. Oh. That was almost Sean. That was almost Shawn Michaels, you know, life. Real, yeah. That was almost his real life situation. And that is as dumb as we get. <laughs> this episode today is definitely the dumbest that we've gotten on this show. Oh, strap in because during my vacation at the end of this year, I'm gonna list off a bunch of episodes just like this one. There's going to be so many gimmicks. Do you know how shitty the T.L. Hopper episode's going to be? Oh, God. Mm. I'm going to be flushed uh, after talking about that one. Yes. Yes, because he was a plumber. I get it. I yeah. Get it. Yeah. I have to say that because most people went, who? When you said T.L. Hopper. So. Well, it's nice that you had to toilet them know. <laughs> oh. I know. That joke oh. was a bit of a plunge. <laughs> Feel free to stop me anytime, Cole. Take the <laughs> show. T- take the show home. <laughs> what are we doing next week? Oh, next week, I don't care. Retiring. <laughs> oh, I I'm just kidding. Next week, we're going to be starting off December correctly with a top ten of all top tens, and this was a good episode to lead into this top ten because uh. Since we're, since we obviously are hell bent on coming up with these, usually we're gonna discuss the top ten angles slash storylines of all time. Clearly, we're very much easy audiences when it comes to storylines based on the creations we've made today. So I cannot wait to discuss this. Uh, usually, this is like most of the reason why i love wrestling is the stories and the, the build up to the actual match itself and uh there's a lot of historical moments historical angles that got us into wrestling kept us into wrestling and when they're pulled off right keeps us wrestling fans and is really the reason we do stuff like this today cole i'm excited to talk about some storytelling how about you absolutely i can't wait to talk about this top 10 stories are the reason we keep coming back, ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell by today's episode. <laughs> and we hope today's stories are the reason you keep coming back. <laughs> we hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving and enjoyed the Survivor Series this year. For Ron Kilborn, I am your host, Cole Dawson, saying thank you, we love you, and good night. Mwah. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. 
We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.